I, I loved his brother's channel and he did a this like video essay documentary on me that I was was shocked by. Now in the age of social media, TikTok, and YouTube, there's a new group of innovators in the Christian creative space. One in particular that's leading a new wave of content Whoa! creation, live hey! streaming and community engagement. Ruslan Kravlinov, known as Ruslan. Ruslan. Okay, so this nightlife, uh, I loved his brother's channel, and he did a this like video essay documentary on me that I was was shocked by. So I started watching it, and I was like, you know what? Let me watch this on a stream. It'd be dope. I'll watch this on a stream with you guys. It's called The King of Christian YouTube Innovation. Who would have thought? I'm I'm shocked that the, the title and then me in it. All right. Christian creativity often lags behind worldly entertainment. Mm -hmm. We'll get there, but it takes so long. Better cinematography, animation, and script writing, well, actually, we're still working on that third one, has taken forever to get right. And even in the world of creative entrepreneurship, many would say that this stigma exists there as well. But I think this is a load of crap. Some of the most successful companies in the world were created by faithful Christians following exactly what God led them into. They were obedient. From Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby, heck, even in and out were all started by strong Christian leaders. Not just leaders, but innovators. God. Hey, I've been saying this for so long, and I get so triggered with Christians that just like want to be lazy and slothful and bury their talents and be mediocre when the biggest companies, some of the biggest companies are built by Christians. Some of the leading innovation is from the church. And I'm, he's mentioning folks within the last 50 years. We could talk about the millennial. We're talking about sciences. We're talking about art. We're talking about all these different things, right? Led them to create a new way of doing business, a new way to create, a new way to market. Now in the age of social media, TikTok, and YouTube, there's a new group of innovators in the Christian creative space. One in particular that's leading a new wave of content Whoa! creation, live hey! streaming, and community engagement. Ruslan Kraglanov, known as Ruslan or Ruslan KD. Shout out to him for getting my name right. Ruslan Karoglanov. You, you were close, my brother, but thank you. Mine has been a pioneer for Christian creatives and continues to make his mark on YouTube and other platforms. From the music he started with or the heated debates and often hot takes, Ruslan has never been shy to share his opinion with the world. That ain't that the truth. For better or for worse, ain't that the truth. That's one of the major things that set him apart, allowing him to share his biblical theology at the same time he encounters the culture and keeps up to date with what the world is doing. Unlike the norm of Christian media, Ruslan is on the cutting edge of what's popular and trending right now. While other Christian channels take their time and see how things play out, Ruslan often acts as a speedboat in a sea of ocean liners. This Ooh, I like that. Well, hold on. Where did, where did you get this photo? Hold on, bud. Wait a second. First of all, that illustration is ill. A speedboat in a world of ocean liners. Ain't that the, that's, that's the bar. Now, second of all, where did you find this? Did I share this? This man ran and did some serious recognizance. I'm shocked that he, this is freshman year? Freshman year? Gosh, look how, look, look how much lower my, my hairline was back then. I mean, it was still really high on this part, but on the sides, man, look how close makes Ruslan Katie the king of Christian innovation on YouTube. Oh! Currently at about 300,000 subscribers, Ruslan is the top 1% of the 1%, especially when it comes to Christian creatives. But obviously this wasn't always- Wait, the orange line is- wait, what is that? Ruslan is the top 1% of the 1%, especially when it comes to Christian- The orange line is Ruslan? Oh, you're talking about the- what is that? Channel views? Is that what that is? I think we just surpassed 60 million channel views on this channel, by the way. Creatives, but obviously this wasn't always the case. There were many hardships, trials, and challenges that made Ruslan the way that he is today, starting from, well, his very early life. Born on New Year's Eve in 1984, Ruslan was a far cry from what we- No, that, that's right. Uh, this man, he said, I think. No, that's my birthday, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, baby. Yes. He was born to an Armenian family in Baku. That ain't my, that ain't my family, though. I, yo, if he would have pulled a, a freaking family photo, that would have been nuts. That would have been nuts. 
Ooh, Azerbaijan. I'm an only child with, with my mom and dad. Yes. That's, that, that is how my dad's side of the family all looks. Like I know where that is. Here's a map. From born to an Armenian family in... My, family, my, my dad's side of the family all looks like this, though. Baku, Azerbaijan. Yes. Since you don't know where that is, here's a map. From a young age, his mother and his father had some issues. They weren't super connected, and they were seeing other people on the side. His yep. father was often gone to Moscow for different commitments. This caused several issues over the years, but one story in particular is actually insane. To set the stage, you have to understand that Baku is right next to Armenia, one of the first Christian nations in the world. Shout out to my peoples. Shout out to my peoples. The, the, first, the, the, the first Christian nation in the world. How do, I, how do we know? There's, there's Armenians in Jerusalem till this day in the old city. A quarter of Jerusalem. Is that, I, haven't, I thought about being by, by uh, what is that called? By, not by coastal, by, by, by location. Because I could, I could get a spot in Jerusalem in the old city. But anyway, that's, and that, that's how church was growing up. They are so Christian that they actually have a quarter of the old city of Jerusalem oh, okay. they own. Hey, However, many hey. of the surrounding regions, including Baku, are primarily Muslim-controlled. This has right. caused many issues over the years between the groups. Yep. Not to mention that this whole area was part of the former Soviet Union, so I'm sure that there was no danger here, right? In 1990, there was an event called the Baku Pogrom. Basically, an ethnic cleansing targeted at the Armenians by the Muslims. Since Rusan's family is Armenian, this was a terrifying week for his mother. The terrorists came to Rusan's child and home, having heard that they were Armenian. In a very strange series of events to prove that they weren't Armenian, Rusan's mother showed- Yeah, this is so funny that he, he uh, he's going to tell this story. This story is so embarrassing, but so wild. I don't know how many of y'all heard this, heard this, but, but yeah, buckle up. That's that's a perfect meme. Buckle up for this. ...the terrorist that her child was circumcised. Because this is rare for Armenians to do, this helped to prove to the Muslims that in fact Ruslan and his family were not Armenian, but Muslims themselves. So, in our, because Armenians are the, the first Christian nation, we really take the book of Galatians seriously. And I know in America, everybody gets circumcised. In, 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 in the East and in, in Armenia... Traditionally, we're not circumcised because because of the book of Galatians. So I wasn't circumcised as a kid. And then when I was like four or five, I had some sort of like urinary tract thing or some sort of infection and then ended up getting circumcised later on in life. And so the Muslims are all circumcised because they still follow the, the law, right? They follow the law, so on and so forth. And so that's like a distinguishment between us. So technically, from a very young age, Ruslan actually saved his family back in Baku. After the and that's how my penis saved my family's life <laughs> no i'm joking it, it, that did happen though they, they they pulled up to our house and my mom showed them my you know yep. pogrom and all the escalation of everything that happened in baku rusan's family had mostly left the area his mother and him eventually went to moscow and then to america more specifically california whoa, it was whoa. here that rusan's story truly takes shape as he begins to make friends and become a troublemaker in the community, many things happen in his life. His parents finally split up after years of infidelity on both sides. He's introduced to gangster rap. He falls in love with basketball, and because of their refugee status, they find solace in a local Armenian Orthodox church. This gave them a place to belong, a safe place where they could go and meet with other Armenians to share in the culture that they missed and the traditions that they had back home. However, this safe place, this loving family, would turn out to be something much darker for Ruslan. When Ruslan was seven or eight, he began to help at the church as an altar boy. This was a common practice for many of the core boys in the congregation to participate in, though Ruslan was one of the youngest amongst them. By this time, his mother had stopped attending the church due to the nature of the divorce between her husband and her. The older teenage altar boys ended up taking advantage and abusing Ruslan. Not only that, they try to spin the story to make it seem as though Ruslan was the one who initiated the abuse. Obviously, a horrible, horrible event. These other boys were 13, 14, 15 years old, and they completely took advantage of Ruslan. It makes me think of what kind of influences they had in their lives. Unsurprisingly, this brought Ruslan to a place where he sought out other ways to express himself and new communities to be a part of. After all, this was his first experience with church and his first introduction to what a church family was supposed to be. 
a very dark one at that. After this point, he would consider himself an atheist and no longer pursue God. Yeah, this man knew my, this man knows my whole life. This is crazy. Things started to spiral from here. He immersed himself in gangster rap, following this new lifestyle he's being preached, losing his virginity before the age of 12, starting to smoke weed and drink, breaking into houses, and arrested at the age of 11 trying to steal money to bail out his gang leader. Oh yeah, I don't think I mentioned. He got jumped into a gang when he was like 10. As part of his punishment- Yeah, that was, that was trash. That was not fun. Anybody that tries to make like being a gang thing cool is it's just it's not it's not. Local. Hey, you want to see something crazy? 67% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. Do me a quick favor, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you stay up to date on all the videos here on the Bless God Studios channel. Being arrested, Ruslan had to do community service, which he did at a neighbor's Black Baptist church. His hey. neighbor Sheree had just been saved after going hey. to jail. Sheree is in the chat right now. Sheree and, and Charles hooked me up for uh, for the uh, the community service. It was fun. Herself, so this was the perfect opportunity for him to serve at this church here. Although quite a bit different than his Orthodox background, these folks really spoke over Ruslan's life and preached the gospel to him every chance they got. While they didn't change his views immediately, the seeds definitely were planted here. However, before things could get better, they got worse and worse. Ruslan continued down the path he was on and eventually led him to almost getting stabbed by a middle school friend. It seemed as though all the bad decisions that he had made over the years were catching up with him and people were after him. He needed something new, fast. By God's grace, they moved again to Vista, California, near Oceanside. This gave him the fresh- That's so funny, I still, I, I'm, I'm, I just moved back to Vista, California. I was in San Marcos for a while and uh, yeah. A start that he needed and things began to take a turn for the better. After attending Roosevelt Middle School and then Vista High School, he Yeesh. took his 1.5 GPA to- Wow, okay, so that's where he got the picture from. That's a year, I don't even have that yearbook. To a 3.9. How did he get this yearbook? How did this man get this yearbook, bro? I don't, I don't own this yearbook. And that's my, uh, wow. And changed his focus from break-ins to basketball. And he was actually pretty darn good until he wasn't. Sophomore year, he got kicked from his JV team. And over time, this began to make sense. That's, that's my basketball team, the Panthers. Wow. Wait, is that, is that the freshman year photo? In my mind, I'm going to be a professional basketball player, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. like, that's what they told you. You can do anything you set your mind to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Okay. <laughs> And I'm, I was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was good one-on-on, -on -one, but yep. I didn't because I'm an only child. I wasn't good in the team, team and yeah, exactly. dynamics yeah, yeah, yeah. and all this kind of, I'm still yeah. kind of a rough kid. And I get cut and I was like, oh, like, there's never been an Armenian that's made it to the NBA. He was crushed for a little while, but then again, completely changed trajectories to focus 100%. He said junior year, year. Okay, so I, yeah, I wasn't in that. He, he got the junior year book. I wasn't in that. I was in that yearbook, but I wasn't on that basketball team. I, I was on freshman year. And on music. You can see how Ruslan's mind works. All throughout his life, he goes full force on something. But then when he hits an impassable barrier, he pivots seamlessly into something else. <laughs> he never gave up or tried to defeat something that was impossible. It's like he knew the boundaries that he had. That's funny. He kept focusing on what he knew that he could Yo! do well, instead of wasting time somewhere where it wouldn't suit him. Yo! After this point in Ruslan's life, things changed pretty dramatically. He starts going to church for his girlfriend, and that leads him to start forming opinions about God again. While he disagreed with many of the church's thoughts on God, his heart was warming up to the idea. Those seeds from his time in community service were starting to sprout. Everywhere that Ruslan went, God put people in place to challenge his thinking about God, and that included his workplace, Pizza Hut. His co-workers gave him a copy of Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell. Yep. This, along with a pretty severe breakup in his junior year, solidified his faith in Christ, and he completely surrendered his life, taking his 1984 Toyota Celica and truly beginning to follow Christ. This is when- Wait, 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 wait. It was an 87 Celica, Toyota Celica. You got, the, you got the year wrong, but you did get the car right, but it was a hatchback. That was close, though. All right, wow. He surrendered his life, taking his 1984 Toyota Celica and truly beginning to follow Christ. This is when he took music more and more seriously. Competing in talent shows, writing his own raps, and even forming a Christian small group of sorts centered around hip hop called the Vessels of Hip Hop, where they would have open mic and then preach the word. 
Again, showing Ruslan's prowess for leadership and innovation, starting ministries that were unheard of at the time. Unfortunately, that meant that the ministry wasn't exactly welcomed by the main pastor of the church where they were meeting. <laughs> the pastor shut down the ministry immediately when he heard about it. But God had a plan to move the ministry to a church plant called The Movement, the same exact church that Ruslan attends even today. He continued leading ministries and events and actually worked for the city at one point, hosting events at Brengle Terrace Park. And eventually he met his wife Mo- I was trying to throw events at Brengle Terrace Park. Yeah, that's to me and my wife, yo. Wow. Look at that. That's, uh, I think I'm 19 in this photo. I think that's at Disneyland. Continued leading ministries and events. And that's, that's my pastor too, by the way, Pastor Pat Lynch. Actually worked for the city at one point, hosting events at Brengle Terrace Park. And eventually he met his wife Monette at one of these events, who has been a solid rock in his life ever since. While he was a leader. How did you get these photos, bro? He never truly felt the call of ministry, though importantly, he did work on staff at the movement for a few years, overseeing their media and production. Ruslan felt the call to something more, and after several discussions, Monette helped to push him to pursue music seriously as his career, after having their first son, Levi, in 2014. First day, as a full-time rapper. While many people may not know Ruslan nowadays for his music career, he does have a pretty impressive discography, including three albums with the breaks and 10 solo albums. Still holding upwards of 80,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, his biggest song, I Got The Juice, boasting 7 million plays. While he never had meteoric success in the hip-hop space, he did well for himself and made sure that he could provide for his family through shows, merch sales, and streaming profits. It's kind of crazy. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Uh, there's been so many like miraculous things in my life, and that was definitely one of them. The fact that I was a full-time sole provider for my family as an independent Christian rapper in 2015 is insane. We, we were as a company we were grossing 100k a year doing christian hip-hop without a song with lecrae without any touring on any major festivals without the rock and road worship tour like we were figuring this thing out on our own and that was definitely the hand of god anyway in the process i had to bring merch and different stuff cds to give away now i'm carrying around merch all over new york city to not have to get on an uber as he grew in faith in his music, he started making some really amazing connections in the Christian hip-hop world, including Belief, Lecrae, KB, and many more. However, during all this time, Ruslan had been working on his YouTube channel on the side since 2016. While at first he was completely focused on showing people what it was like to be a full-time rapper, he slowly started to realize how powerful the platform could be, and how he could have real connections with people. Over time, his life and content became less and less about Christian hip-hop, or the rap scene, and he began to integrate culture in a new way, and he started developing new strategies as well. The timing for Ruslan was perfect. He had been dabbling on YouTube for almost four years and had been trying to take it more seriously when COVID hit in 2020. For many creators, myself included, this was a catalyst for growth and Ruslan worked hard to take advantage of the situation. They're saying, New York City's first. Hey, you wanna go to the gym? You need to bang bang. You, you, you wanna go to the grocery store? You need to bang bang. You wanna go here? You need to bang bang. As his community was growing and he was learning more and more about YouTube, he came up with a system that changed everything for him. While most creators struggled to put out one piece of content per week, this new system allowed Ruslan to create dozens of videos if he really needed to. What it's doing is one, I'm using the platform the way YouTube wants me to use the platform. They're competing with Twitch. They want to go more in on, li on, on live. I'm also getting... And he really, he really dug up some videos. This is crazy. Eight videos done in one setting. So I'm literally hitting multiple topics in one setting and I can use the YouTube editor to chop those down and create more content. This, along with the boost from 2020, allowed Ruslan to reach new heights and truly grow his channel exponentially. Going from 15,000 in early 2020 to 44,000 by the end of the year. This... All right, the fact that he knows those exact numbers is, is really impressive. But he, he is right. It, it was about 15,000 to about 44,000 by the end of 2020. Growth was amazing, and he kept improving on the systems he put in place for his channel, seeing what worked, and then taking that to the next level. After growing year after year, he's poured probably close to $100,000 into his studio. Yep, yep, we're 
this this new studio for sure and it's designed perfectly for what he wants to do because of his daily live streams and the sheer amount of content he started to put out he realized that he had to broaden the scope of his channel to a more generalized audience this way he could still speak on biblical subjects that he loved but it would be attached to a different viral or newsworthy moment i didn't think i'd be waking up this morning and talking about celebrity pastors and masturbation yet here we are this allowed his channel to be more discoverable <laughs> He also realized that he couldn't use absolutely everything from these streams. However, he could use the unused footage as value for his inner circle of Patreon. Every hey. mistake, discussion with the chat, or silly authentic moment was now available for his patrons to see. This is one of the major keys that Ruslan used to unlock his current status on YouTube and begin to make multiple six figures in this new career. His Patreon community are his most hardcore fans, yep. and they get exciting perks by supporting him over there. Yep. But this also gives him a source of revenue that doesn't rely on the fickle nature of YouTube yep. overall. I'm back on YouTube. If you didn't know, YouTube unfortunately gave me a community strike suspended me for seven days. At every turn, I see as Ruslan is adapting and changing his strategy for YouTube while continuing to do the mission that God has asked him to since the beginning. He's immersing himself in culture so that he can have a voice in culture, even appearing on secular podcasts and clearly sharing the gospel in places that most would be terrified to. What would be your best argument for Destiny about how he should confront his atheism and switch it up? <laughs> the best argument. I want to crack this off. Uh, I hold to uh, pointing people to the resurrection. I think the resurrection is the best argument uh, for uh, the Christian faith. I think the resurrection is a historical event that split history in two. I think the secular historians would agree on a couple of points that Jesus was crucified under Pilate, that the tomb was empty, that the women found the tomb empty, that they told the disciples they were convinced. While I don't agree with Ruslan about everything, I can see how God continues to use him in these unique ways, giving him more and more opportunities to be the hands and feet hey, of Jesus in that's the world. Recent. I look Just forward right. to seeing where that leads him, and I'm glad that we have creatives like Ruslan to hopefully inspire the next generation of Christian content creators. Today, Ruslan is focused entirely on his YouTube channels. He has his main channel, his second channel, Bless God Studios, and also a third channel talking completely about how to succeed on YouTube. His goal is to contextualize the gospel and culture. I think he's doing an amazing job with that. However, I don't think that he's done with music just yet. I think he's always been his passion and he'll continue to do it as long as he can. He's got some new stuff coming out now. His latest single, Too Soon, just dropped a little while ago. Seems like he's always working on stuff behind the scenes. And if you wanna check out his music, you can check out the links in the description down below. So what are your thoughts on Ruslan? Have you heard of him before? Are you excited about what he's doing? And who do you want me to talk about next time I do a deep dive like this? Make sure you like the video and subscribe if you got value out of this video, and we'll see you on the next one. Wow. 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 You know, sometimes you do things and you'd be feeling crazy. You'd be like, am I the only one that sees what I see? Am I the only one that, that gets this? Am I the only one that sees this opportunity, the potential of what's happening here? And uh, it's really cool for the Snipe Life to like confirm and acknowledge the things that I, because we don't really, you know, like we're just moving. Like, we're moving. Channel's growing. We had our best month yet. 10 million views this month. Something crazy. So we're just, like, moving. Like, we're just going. We don't stop and 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 um, reflect and go, wow, we grew about 30,000 subscribers this month. That's crazy. Bless God Studios grew about 30,000 subscribers. We just cracked 100,000. I don't really get to stop enough and think about these things like that. Uh, and that's that's probably, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying that 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 is that is what it is. You know what I mean? And so... Um, it's really cool that he put that together, and it's also something that I think I could. Uh, it's like a, it, it can become a tool for me to send that to other people. You know what I mean? To be like, yo, like let's do something and check this out. You know, like if I reach out to collaborate with somebody, like that's a that's a huge like someone put together a document, like a documentary. It's like a before they were famous type of thing. You know. So anyway, shout out to you, Snipe Life. I'm gonna share that on both the community, both my community tabs, and. Um, 
try to get some folks over to you. Hey, this clip is from our daily after party stream. If you enjoyed it, consider signing up for our Patreon community for only $5 a month where you get access to the replays of our daily after party streams as well as the uncut extended versions of our podcast, Discord access that's private, and a discount code for our merch store only $5 a month. And ultimately, it's the best way to help us contextualize the gospel of Jesus using media, podcasting, and of course, YouTube. The link for that is in the description or in the pinned comment. The perks are amazing. You should get on there. It's only $5 a month. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.